Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We got a good show for you today. Uh, we are having a little technical difficulty today with the uh, equipment, so I apologize if this sounds funny. Um, I don't know why, but the uh, latest iOS update has changed some settings in my garage band, and I don't know how to change them back yet. So please bear with me. If anything sounds a little different today, um, I do apologize. Uh, we're going to jump right into it with the news. Um, Derek Chauvin, uh, he's the gentleman that murdered George Floyd. Uh, he gets 21 years for violating Floyd's civil rights. Um, yeah, that guy deserves every year he just sends in prison. I don't know why he didn't get the death penalty, but, you know, uh, you know, justice was served there. He was rightly convicted, so... Uh, gas prices are going down, everybody. Yeah, it, uh, gas saw the shortest, or I'm sorry, the largest drop since the 90s, I believe. Uh, it went down three cents per gallon average nationwide, uh, which anything helps. But you know, you know, our weekend at Bernie's president, all the oil he released from the National Reserve, a good chunk of it went to China, his old buddies. So. You know, they prosper, prosper, and we suffer. That's pretty much the way things seem to be going here lately. Um, also in the news, some good, some better news. Um, companies uh, seem to be uh, very interested in bringing manufacturing back to the United States after the pandemic. Um, clearly, the pandemic uh, showed our... It showed what all of us regular folks knew all the time, that our dependence on manufacturing overseas was going to bite us in the ass eventually. So um, some of the companies that are, that are doing it is uh, General Motors. They are, they are going to invest $7 billion on four plants in Michigan. GE Appliances is going to put $2 billion into its U.S. plant. Intel is leading the charge in this arena with an investment of $12 billion on two chip manufacturing facilities. So those of you that don't remember, uh, anybody out there that's tried to buy a new car in the last two years has found it extremely difficult because of the chip situation. So cars nowadays have to have a computer chip in them to operate. Basically your car, outside of being a motorized vehicle, is a giant computer. It probably has multiple computers and multiple CPUs in it running all the time to run all your cool gadgets and your fancy heads-up displays and all your electronics inside the cab and all those good things. So it's been extremely hard. I know I bought a new vehicle during the pandemic um, in 2021, and it was extremely hard. I waited like eight months for it. It was extremely hard to get. And, well, I mean, once I got it, it's been fantastic, but it was just the weight on the chips getting them here. So Intel is definitely uh, leading the charge in that arena with that. Um, another good one is the, the U.S. company, U.S. Steel. They're putting $3 billion into a steel-making plant in Arkansas, which is fantastic. Uh, getting U.S.-made steel back here to America is, is, is great. Um, there is a notable difference in American-made steel and Chinese steel. Any of you that have done any kind of metalworking 
and can actually get a piece of American and a piece of foreign together. And you can tell a huge difference in the way it bends, in the way it heat treats, in the way it you can forge it. It's just a, a huge difference, even in the grain structure. If you were able to break that piece and look at the grain structure of the metal, it's a very, very different grain structure. Um, also, Lockheed Martin is putting $16.5 million into a missile uh, systems integration plant in Georgia. Does it bother anybody else that Lockheed Martin... Lockheed Martin... I apologize. I cannot speak today. Um, is bringing their man weapons manufacturing back to the United States? I'm not a national security expert, but in my mind, I think that, you know, if you're going to build weapons systems for the U.S. government, you probably should do it in the U.S. It's just a thought. Um, that I've had. Um, some other things going on. That's the news. Uh, not a whole lot going on other than normal depressing shit that, you know, the government sucks. They're a bunch of putzes. Um, as usual. The only people they're serving is themselves. Uh, that's kind of the way it go it's going. Um, seems to be that uh, the economy is, is getting worse. A lot more folks out there talking about a recession, even a possible depression. I don't know how much of that is actually hype or just propaganda. It's hard to say these days. I'm not seeing a slowdown in spending just from what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing a slowdown in travel or anything like that. Um, we've done plenty of traveling here in the last uh, three or four months quite a bit um i know some friends of ours have also done a lot of traveling and it doesn't seem to be really affecting anybody's will to do it it's just costing them more money uh, which is you know it's not good uh, it's not bad either necessarily but it's not good um so we'll just have to sit back and see what happens um see how we ride this thing out but uh on the subject of traveling i got asked a question from a colleague of mine on on if you had to travel or leave the country if you wanted just to get out of the u.s and as you needed to you, you want to buy a house in another country as a backup plan say everything goes to shit here um which could happen although you know I, our country's kind of been like this since the inception uh, we were kind of founded on unruly uh, dissidents, to say. Um, you know, our, our country was founded on tax evasion, uh, vandalism, and insurrection. That's kind of what we did. And that's how we founded the uh, the country there. And I refer to, you know... The big thing about, you know, leaving England was no taxation without representation. Then we had the Boston Tea Party, which covers vandalism. And then we declared war on England, which is insurrection of our current government at the time. So 
we kind of founded the country on that. So when I look around and I see folks protesting and and being generally unruly towards the government, I mean, that's kind of what we have done for 200 years. I mean, the government was created to serve the people. The people don't serve the government. I think uh, not enough of our po current politicians remember that little fact. Um, I think they serve themselves a little more than they serve the people, which is a horrible uh, idea or thought once you sit down and actually think about it. So, I know I kind of went off topic there, but I, so to answer the question, I did a little research and I came up with my top five places to not only travel, but to also have as a backup plan if you wanted to just get out of the U.S. of A. So everybody out there that always says, oh my God, everything's so bad, I'm going to leave the country. Hey, these are the top five places they are going to be easiest for you to go to. I've already done the homework for you. Number five is the Algleve in Portugal. So I, I made this one number five because it's easy to gain residency. Uh, there is three seasons of weather. You need to learn some por Portuguese, but you can get by on English. A lot of people speak English there. So basically, uh, you know, my criteria was how easy is it to, to become a citizen or get residency and English speaking. So most of us here in America, for whatever reason, Americans don't like to learn second languages. I don't know if it's just lazy or arrogance or what it is. I have tried to learn a second language multiple times. I'm just, I don't know if I'm just not smart enough or I'm just too old. Uh, they say it's easier to learn it when you're a kid. But, uh, you know, this is the tattooed gentleman. We're American. We might just fall into the stereotype. Uh, next is Mexico, number four. Mexico, Playa de Carmen, or Puerto Vallaris. So, Playa de Carmen is on the Caribbean side. Puerto Vallarta is on the Pacific side of the country. Both are English spoken due to the tourist industry and weather is good. So you can get by on English. It's a touristy area. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there, a lot of amenities. And then the weather is really good because it's Mexico and they have good weather. Uh, number three is Malta. Malta is, for those of you that don't know, is located in the Mediterranean. So it's in kind of southern Europe, closer to the, I guess, Middle East. Or the Mediterranean Sea would be north of Africa. My geography is bad. Um, but Malta, anyway, it's a former British colony. So English is its native language. And uh, it has four residency programs. So it also serves as a good base if you plan to do more traveling and if you want to move around um, that part of the world. Malta is like centered, so it's it's really good base of operations if you're planning on moving or needing to move around. Uh, number two is Ireland. Uh, Ireland, I picked Ireland because English is the official language. Um, now, it is harder to gain residency here, 
but it is beautiful. Um, you won't have to do anything uh, uh, to learn the ways or the customs. There's not a lot of stuff there in Ireland. It's very kind of remote. There's a couple big cities with amenities, so depending on what you like, uh, it'll be up to you to, to figure out where you live. And the weather's a little iffy. It rains a lot. It's sunny. I mean, you're in northern parts of Britain. So, you know, if you're wanting fantastic weather and to leave your jeans and coats behind, uh, Ireland's probably not for you, but for ease of transition, I chose it as number two. My number one place to escape the U.S. or travel to is Belize. Belize is a former British colony. The official language is English, and the immigration system is super easy. Basically, if you have $5,000 U.S. dollars, you put that in their banking system and apply for residency, and you live there for more than, I think, two years, you basically become a resident of Belize. And they don't care anything about who you are, where you come from. When you become a citizen there, it's a clean slate. And you don't have to bring any kind of proof of who you are. You can be, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez from whoever and put your money in their banking system and they love you. Um, the Belize people are very friendly, or so I'm told. I've never been there. Um, and they are also extremely eager to please. So that, that can be a pro and a con. Um, a lot of Belize people will tell you, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it, we'll take care of it, and they have no idea what they're doing. Um, so, so, you know, that's, that's the top five places to go to travel. Um, that I would travel to or try to escape, uh, Belize being my number one. Um, I definitely want to travel to Belize and check it out sometime in the future. Uh, I think it would be a good trip. So moving on, a um, few things that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, one of them being um, hypocrisy, but... I'm going to use an example and probably create a little controversy, and I might get some more hate mail. If you follow us on social media at the Tattoo Gentleman Podcast on Facebook or on Instagram, you have noticed that I have put out the Hurt Feelings Report right before this episode. And the reason I put that report out is if any of you have any hurt feelings, please print it, send it off, send it back to us at the Tattoo Gentleman at Yahoo.com, Tattoo Gentleman Podcast at yahoo.com and we will try to uh, address your grievances uh, with us uh, as in a timely manner as fast as possible um, for those of you that can't detect it or are not good at it that was a lot of sarcasm um, feel free to fill it out and send it back we'll have a good laugh and we'll read them on the air but we will, we will be laughing at you not with you um, so hypocrisy um, I've I've seen something a lot lately, watching the news and doing research here for the show and even in my everyday life that I've been noticing something that has just really kind of got me irked. 
in the fact that there, when, since when did so many people become fucking hypocrites? I mean, a year ago, when people chose not to take an experimental vaccine that they had no data on, no long-term side effect uh, notation on, and no real long-term data at all, uh, they were evil, and they were committing genocide, and they needed to be fired, and they needed to be blacklisted, and they needed to be all these things. Um, because at the time they were screaming it was their body, their choice. But when the Supreme Court decided, which I don't agree with it, I big pro-choice everything here, but, you know, that's not the point. But when the Supreme Court took the position of states' rights on abortion, and I see all these people out here screaming their body, their choice, and they're the same people that were trying to crucify folks for not wanting a vaccine. Now, before you get off and say, oh, it's two different things, you're right, it's two different things. Um, and I believe as a male, as a gentleman, I don't have a lot to say on the subject of abortion. Um, I'm not a female. I don't really have much of an opinion on the matter. Um, it does disturb me quite a bit that there's a bunch of old, grumpy white guys in Washington that are fucking making all these decisions. Um, I think if you're going to make a law that solely affects women, and, and you know, it affects men too, but we could have the argument on father's rights and, and um, other things. That's a kind of a separate argument. But I think if you were going to address this issue, you probably ought to just leave us gentlemen out of it. I think most gentlemen should want to step out of it altogether and let uh, the ladies, uh, you know, battle this one out. Um, it, it affects them the most. And so I think that's the hypocrisy on the men's side, and that bothers me too. Um, like I said, it's not something that I would do um, or condone. But, you know, each their own and, and live and let live. Um, that's your ledger, not mine. So, and that's where I kind of stand on it. But to, to sit there and say that you can choose to do whatever you want with your body, and that's totally right. Um, I agree with that 100%. But then tell somebody else in the same breath that they don't have that right. And that they have to do something with their body that they don't want to do to keep their livelihood or their social position or their good standing um, in society or government or at their job or at their social club or whatever it may be. Um, I mean, if you can't see the hypocrisy in that, I think there's a deeper problem here than the fact that we let the states decide what they want legal within their borders and not. Um, you know, the issue of state states' rights kind of goes back to the fact that I don't think a lot of people in this country know exactly what kind of government we have. We don't exactly have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic, which is a representative republic, and each state is a separate entity. It's each 
and into itself. Um, that's why, and there's our few states that were actually sovereign nations before joining the Union. I do believe they were Texas, California, and I want to say North Dakota. Don't hold me to that. Basically, it's all the state's flags that have the Republic of, and those were basically the ones that were sovereign nations. That's the best way I tell the difference. I know it's the Republic of California and the Republic of Texas are the main two. But... And I digress. I'm just not understanding the hypocrisy. And I understand it's a complicated issue. But when did we lose the ability as people? We have been the leaders in freedom in the Western world, in the modern world, for 200 years. When did we lose the ability as people and a society to sit down with each other and say, okay, let's talk about this without something turning into a complete and total shit show, a name calling fest, a screaming match and everything else that in and of itself is absolutely horrible. Um, you know, here on the show, we're, we're actively uh, trying to get guests. And uh, we have one lined up for next week's show. And it'll be a really great time. We're going to cover a lot of topics um, with them. And But it's the ability to find somebody that, that you know, when I say, oh, you want to come on the show? They go, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then I tell them what we talk about, which is everything. Nothing's off limits. Um, so... Yeah, it's getting a little hard. People don't want to talk. Um, I don't know why. I don't bite. Um, I'm very open-minded. I, I want to hear their views and their points and their history and their backstory and why they believe what they believe to not only better understand my fellow Americans, but to better understand myself and to share that journey with all of you. But... The thing that I've been discovering is, is people don't want to talk about it. The average person just either A, doesn't care, or B, just doesn't want their views out there in the world. Um, you know, right now what we're hearing on every issue seems to be the, ex the vocal extreme and also the extremely vocal minority. You know, we get the, the super loud, extreme right that tell us one thing. We get the super loud, extreme left that tell us another. And then you got the rest of us here that are stuck in the middle and, you know, are, are living paycheck to paycheck, trying to get by, trying to have nice things, you know, you know or trying to have as nice of things as we can afford. And, you, you know, it's everywhere. I mean, you're just getting bashed in the face with it every day. And there's nothing out there that's saying, hey, let's come together. Let's find some middle ground and let's talk about these issues. And even if you are like that, you're getting demonized as one way or the other. You know, if you're a Democrat and you want to talk about thing, conservative things, oh, my God. You, you've been red-pilled and you're a Republican. If 
you are on the conservative side, but you want to talk about more uh, uh, liberal things, oh my God, you've been blue-pilled. You're a liberal. Oh my God. You know, label, 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 name call, name call, name call. Oh, shut the fuck up with all that shit. It is so sick and tired of labeling. I mean, people these days are fighting against labels, fighting for their pronouns. Holy shit, but they don't you don't want to respect anybody that identifies as maybe different from you. That's hypocrisy on all sides. The whole damn thing's full of it. And it's just, it's getting to be just a little too much, I think, for the average person. And I really don't know what these midterm elections are going to hold. But I hope the American people wake the fuck up and figure out that the people that are in there now are a bunch of crooks. And that we need to start convincing the smart people out there to run for office because you'd have to be batshit crazy to want that job. And that's the problem. Everybody that would be good at it and would be good for the country doesn't want it because it's a shit show and it destroys you publicly and they don't want that. You know, we used to respect our leaders and respect our politicians, but when you've got when you go from orange man mean tweet to weekend at fucking Bernie's, what is there to respect? I mean, Trump wasn't presidential. Obama is, or Obama was, he was, his behavior was great, even though maybe his policies weren't or are, depending on what you liked, but at least, you know, he acted like a leader. You know, then we get Trump, who acted like a circus clown, and now we have Biden, who is actually, I don't even think he's aware that he's president. I think he literally sits up there with his magic note card and just follows directions because he doesn't know where the fuck he's at, which Shame on them for doing that to that man, one. And shame on us for eating it up hand and fucking fist, you know, and voting for the dumbass motherfucker. And I get it. It was, you know, I hate Trump. I'll vote for this guy. Well, you know, I hope to God that orange fuck nut doesn't run. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a huge one. Uh, he was better than Hillary. Um, But... You know, I hope that idiot doesn't run so we can actually get somebody in there that might act like a president, might make us look strong as a country. Because right now we look like, you know, a bunch of sheep. And the wolves are going to be at the door. It's just a matter of time. You know, I mean, let's just face it. Biden's a pussy. He ain't going to get us in a fight. And if he does, he's going to get us in a World War fucking three with Russia. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Russia invaded Ukraine, and, you know, China's knocking on the door of Taiwan. Hey, listen, when Trump was in there, everybody thought he was a fucking psychopath. Nobody was, everybody was scared to mess with him. Biden doesn't know where he's at. Nobody's scared of that guy. You know, I'd be more scared of his dog or his bicycle. I mean, bicycle took him right out. <laughs> um, but I digress. I'm not a huge fan of the government, but... I don't think a lot of people are these days, and I'm not 100% sure I know what the problem is until we get the status quo out of there. Um, I mean, we need term limits across the board. Um, I just don't, I don't think it'd be a problem to do, you know, if a senator's term is two years or whatever it is, six years, 
you know, two terms not to exceed X amount of years. So if you get appointed to a position because someone passed away tragically or was sick or ill or just said, fuck it, I'm out. You know, whatever it is, however many terms not to exceed X amount of years, just like the presidency, two terms not to exceed 10 years. That ensures we have a healthy representation. You can't tell me that somebody that's been in Washington, D.C. since Kennedy was in office has a real grasp on her constituents or his constituents. It's impossible. If you have been in government for 60 years, I doubt you have any fucking clue what actually goes on in the real world. You live in your mansion surrounded by your bodyguards and your private security, and you live in your own bubble, and that's all you know. You, it becomes that you serve yourself. I don't believe that it was ever meant to be that. You got done serving your country, then you went back home and did what you did before you did that. It was not supposed to be a career. It was supposed to be service. You served your country, you did something for them, and then you went home. It wasn't intended to be a career, and it shouldn't be looked at as a career. And too many times today, politicians are looking at this as a career. And, you know, I've, I've had private conversations with folks. And they say, you know, what? have you ever thought about running for office? No, I don't think about running for office. You know why? Because I don't want anything to do with it. But at the same time, you feel a sense of duty that you maybe you should do it. But I don't want to. You know, because I just don't want to surround myself with that kind of evil. And that's all it is nowadays. Is that the people that want that job want power. And if you're going to that job to do that job, to gain power, you're not doing it for the right reasons. We need people that are going to do those jobs for the sole sake of service. And that is it. They are to serve the people, not serve themselves. And we just don't have that in today's society. We are a self-servicing bunch of whiny-ass brats these days, and it's horrible. I see it across the board. You know, if you don't get your way, you throw a big fit and you throw it on social media and then, oh my God, you spark some outrage and everybody comes to your defense. And before you know it, you know, somebody closed down a gap or some shit. It's just ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. We've lost all our fucking common sense in this country. And it's just, we're, we're circling the fucking drain and nobody knows what to do. And the people that are that we're, they're looking to for answers are the ones that caused us to circle the fucking drain. It's absolutely amazing that you can fuck something up so bad that was so great and keep your job. Politics and government's the only place you can do it. All right, we're going to get off that subject. Um... I'm going to try to get on a different subject here. Uh, so, uh, Elon Musk is not, it looks like he is not going to buy Twitter, which is extremely disappointing to me, mind you. Um, I thought that would be great for that platform. Um, I know CNN has really turned around since they were bought out. Um, they're not such the uh, echo chamber they once were. 
So, I mean, I know that's a big deal. Um, it's, it's just disappointing. But, I mean, when you dive into that platform's logistics, um, they're not making money right now. Um, they have not shown a profit yet, and I think all of last year and in any of this year. Um, whoever is the power that be at Twitter just pretty much um, pretty much does whatever he wants or if she wants it a whim, just cancels whoever for whatever and blah, 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 blah. Um, which is, is scary that one person or a group of people has that much power to silence voices. doesn't matter what voices they are. The only way you combat bad speech is with good speech. Um, I'll be the first one to tell you I got something wrong. Um, that's why I always start out a lot of things with, with some opinions. I tell you this is my opinion. It may not be based on fact. And occasionally I might just make the whole thing up um, for the sake of uh, views and likes and shares. So take that into note when you're listening to the show. Um, Yeah, I think he got him down to forty-four million or forty-four billion. It was from now like fifty-six billion, and it—it's just not what it was, I think, or what he thought it was going to be. So, so you know. What else is going on in the world today is the shooter in Chicago. For those of you that don't know, um, this dumb punk kid decided to grab a gun and shoot a bunch of people at the 4th of July parade. And um, I'm not very well informed about it, but I, I read an article yesterday that he said he spoke to his father the night before. Okay, here we go, gentlemen. This is for you. If your son, I don't care what age he is, comes to you and says, Oh, Dad, you know what I'm really thinking about doing? I'm thinking about going to this parade, and I'm just going to lighten these motherfuckers up. As a father and a man, you have a responsibility to snatch his little punk bitch ass up, drag him down to the police station, and throw him in front of a fucking cop and say, Repeat that. And then let them handle it. Because if you heard that, I don't give a damn how much you want to protect your kid. The blood of those people is on you as much as it's on him. Bottom line. It's no different than if you give somebody the gun. If you gave them the gun, you're just as guilty as they are. It's just, I I don't know... What are we doing? What are we raising? Like, fellas, really. What what are you doing? What are you allowing your your boys to grow up? To be a bunch of emo, soft little bitches? You know, listen, I'm in the business of of making motherfuckers. Not some pansy-ass snowflake that's offended by every fucking thing in the world. You know, when my kids grow up, you know, I hope they're hard. I hope they're tough. I hope they have high expectations in life. Because being soft and offended isn't going to get you anywhere. You know, no, nobody cares about your feelings. 
why we're not teaching that to our children outside of your mom and your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, maybe your aunt and uncle. Nobody gives a fuck about your feelings. Nobody out there in the world cares. We're not teaching that. We're teaching, oh, everybody loves you and you're so special. Oh my God, you're a genius. Blah, blah, blah. You know, listen, lady, if your kid, you know, chews on the fucking drywall and can't do two plus two, he's not a genius. You know, he's just not. Some kids aren't. Maybe he'll never be anything more than a, a welder or a pipe fitter or a hardworking dude that goes to work every day and busts his ass for his family. Maybe he'll never be anything more than that, and God bless him if he ain't. Because that life ain't that bad. You know, dirty hands, clean money. You know, that's just, we're not teaching those things. We're not teaching trades. We're not teaching craftsmanship. We're not teaching honor. We're not teaching respect. We're not teaching commitment. You know, I was in Walmart the other day. I saw some little boy throw a tantrum. And actually his mom, he hit his mom. And his father allowed that shit to happen. He witnessed it and didn't do a fucking thing. He didn't snatch that little motherfucker up and drag his ass out to the car or take him in the bathroom or do it. Didn't even say a word. He just stared off into space like a fucking zombie. And gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, I get it. If he'd have done something, somebody called in and probably has a kid taken away. And I understand that. But he could have snatched that little shit up and took him out to the car and dealt with it when he got home. And I ain't saying abuse your kid or beat your kid, but you better put the fear of God into him somehow. Because, you know, if, he, if he's hitting his mom now, he's going to grow up and beat women later. Because he's going to think that shit's okay. And us as men are setting the examples for our sons and our daughters. And we have to do a better job. You know, am I perfect? No, I am not perfect. I probably cuss too much, you know, and say things that I don't mean when, when people piss me off. But that's every guy, and that's usually every person, you know. But if you just tell your kids that you love them and they can come to daddy with about anything and tell them anything, and you tell them no matter what, they tell you the truth, and you'll never lie to them, that's 90% of it. I, I once heard a, uh, a gentleman say that it's not what you leave them, it's what you leave in them is what will make your children successful, and that's the God's honest truth. All right, gentlemen, another thing is uh, I want to touch on is, uh, is uh, hygiene, boys. Hygiene. Holy fuck. I took a, you know, I take a shower. I like to look presentable. When I'm out in public, I went to Walmart for the wife the other night, and oh my fucking God, this dude stunk so bad. You know, he had a nice polo on, he had a nice pair of khaki shirts, looked like he just come up, but holy shit. I could smell this guy from 30 feet. He smelled like, you know, somebody dumped BO on him and hosed him down with the BO water hose. I mean, come on now, boys. If you know that you've been out sweating like a pig, you know... I get it, you're running home, whatever. Keep some deodorant in the fucking truck with you. Keep some cologne in the truck with you. You know, put a fucking effort in. 
you know, Jesus Christ, when you're, yeah, you don't know the lady at the checkout aisle at Walmart or the grocery store or wherever, but you know what? She's going to go home and talk about your dumb ass. You know, one way or the other. And do you want it to be good or do you want it to be bad? Because there's some guy out there on a podcast right now talking about you and he could smell you from 20 feet away at Walmart. Hygiene, gentlemen. Wash yourself. Make sure you're presentable in public. Uh, it's not that hard. All right, folks. I think that's all I got for today. I'm off my high horse um, for this show. Uh, next week, upcoming, uh, going to have our first guest. We're going to be interviewing uh, Amy Flores with Because Cosmetics. We're going to be talking about the wedding industry and uh, makeup artistry in the wedding industry. Uh, we're all going to be playing a a uh, new game um, called Factor Bullshit, uh, something I've come up with. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm going to let leave that as a surprise. Uh, another another fun thing is is uh, we will probably be doing the next one show or a couple shows on the road, uh, going doing a little traveling um next month so gonna be doing some shows on the road gonna maybe be doing some shows uh some more shows outside got some positive feedback um from that uh we're gonna try to get some more guest book after this one uh but at one step at a time folks i want to thank everybody for listening please like subscribe uh follow us on our social media accounts at the Tattooed Gentleman podcast on Facebook, at the Tattooed Gentleman on Instagram, and we are the Tattooed Gentleman podcast on Yahoo.com. Um, uh, I told you wrong about the IG. It is the at the Tattooed Gentleman podcast on IG. So thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you when we see you.